Welcome to Hashing It Out, a podcast where we talk to the tech innovators behind blockchain infrastructure and decentralized networks. We dive into the weeds to get at why and how people build this technology and the problems they face along the way. Come listen and learn from the best in the business so you can join their ranks. All right, guys, welcome back to Hashing It Out. Had a little hiatus for the holidays. Might do it again during Christmas. We'll see. But for now, uh, happy to welcome Sergi Delgado from Pisa Research. He's the Bitcoin lead dev there. And do the normal thing. Give us a quick rundown as to how you got into the space and what Pisa Research is. Hi. Um, so I got back into, well, I got into space back in 2015 um, after finishing my um, undergrad in computer science. So I got the opportunity of like starting a master's degree on um, like, well, mm, like information security and so on. Uh, but my advisor at the time was interested in Bitcoin, basically. That was like the only thing that was there back in the day. So I ended up doing my uh, master's thesis in a Bitcoin related topic, like mm, um reputation systems tied with bitcoin and so on and that led me to start a phd on on the topic um my background was more in like networking and so on so i wanted to do both like bitcoin literally stuff and like um, networking so we ended up like doing a bunch of stuff from like designing new things on top of bitcoin to like analyzing uh how the bitcoin um, network works and how it can be de-anonymized and so on. Um, that finished like a year ago or so when I went from Barcelona, where I used to live, to London um, to join UCL for a postdoc. And then I started working with Paddy, uh, Patrick McCurry. Um, and at the time, he was like trying to start all these like PISA research thing that was trying to solve some layer two uh, problems in the space, both in Bitcoin and Ethereum. And we, well, we've been working together ever since, and we decided to like build a company to give solutions for watch hours in in both um, in both spaces. Yeah, we've actually had uh, Patty on the show, Patrick Corey, for those who don't know, um, on the show a while back to talk about. I want to say it was state channels, might have been mm-hmm. something similar. I'm, I'm assuming it was state channels, if I remember correctly. Uh, but yeah, like this this episode, I've been. I work for Status, which is a um, decentralized anonymous messaging platform. Well, as one of the things that we do, right? Um, but gives access to the Ethereum network. And a recent proof of concept came up, which I found intriguing, um, was routing uh, messages over the Lightning network. So it's expanding, I guess, the functionality of what the Lightning network currently serves on Bitcoin or whatever um, coins that it's serving, because it's, it's coin agnostic in theory um and i th- i thought it was interesting to include messages in that um but i was also because i'm not incredibly adept at how lightning network works like with like fine-grained details i wanted to bring someone on and you're that mm-hmm. person so first off can you explain a little bit like 
how the network topology of the Lightning Network works? Um, sure. So the idea, uh, for my understanding at least, of how this works is that um, you try to connect, when you like create uh, a, a node, right? The first thing you try to do uh, is to find a well-connected node and connect to it um, and open a channel with it, right? So the idea here is that uh, in the Lightning Network, there are like two kinds of networks. You have the peer-to-peer -peer network like in any other peer-to-peer, and then you have like what the Lightning Network is, which is a network of channels. So when you uh, bootstrap a node and you want to like be part of this network, it's on your interest to like find a node which is well-connected in, in terms of channels, um, because the idea is that then you will be able to use uh, his channels or her channels to route payments through, through them. So when you create a channel with this person, you can like uh, transact with him straight away or like use uh, his channels to like um, send payments to other people that you can reach through to these channels. Okay, so it's just, it's, it's like a, almost like a, uh, I don't want to say web of trust, but it's, it's just, it's, you could say it's a network of channels. And if you have the address mm -hmm. of one particular individual, um, and you may or may not need to open up a channel with that person, if there's mm -hmm. a couple hops from all of your exactly. current connections to get to that person. And so like yeah. the description on the WhatsApp, um, GitHub, which I'll include in the, in the description notes of the episode, uh, is end to end encrypted onion routed censorship resistant peer to peer instant messaging over lightning. My assumption mm -hmm. here is that all of those adjectives associated with the instant messaging are because that's what on, that's what the lightning network provides there's nothing exactly. there's nothing extra here all he's doing is adding um he may be adding some additional encryption to the message itself um encrypted with the private key that of the sender but the rest of it is just what lightning network provides is that right mm -hmm. yeah i mean definitely all the adjectives come from like uh what the lightning network is providing because what WhatsApp is doing at the end of the day, it's piggybacking information on top of ATLCs. So that was possible, I think it was like four or five months, I mean, with some modifications of the protocol that were bringed on um, four or five months ago. Because at the time, it used to be that uh, when you were sending a payment through Lightning, you're using what is called a Sphinx message or a Sphinx package. Mm -hmm. that That's like the um, Onion uh, uh, routing packets that they use yeah, to it's send, like the protocol um, for for onion running exactly yeah so um how they used to, to do it was like when you want to like uh, send a payment through someone uh in order to like keep some anonymity on it uh you would like pad your your payment with like um i mean to, to be fixed size right fixed size uh, of 20 hops in in terms of like well, let me explain this better. So like every single hop has like a fixed size, right? And then since you don't want to, you want other people to know like uh, how many hops your payment has, what you would do would be like to uh, pad all that information up to 20 hops. And you used to use you do it with zeros, right? So like no matter how many hops uh, from the source to the destination, uh, the package would always be the same size and you would use zeros in every single um, like, in, in every single like um, layer of on of the onion until you like reach uh, the full size. Yeah. So if we were right. like look at if you think about it in terms of an onion, all regardless of let's say you had three hops to get to the your de final destination, regardless of what it is, it looks like twenty hops, but exactly some of those hops are just zeros. Exactly. Okay. Exactly. 
Um, and since this it's encrypted like onion by onion or like layer by layer, uh, someone like watching this from the outside doesn't know if there are actually like 20 hops or like that's paired with like any other kind of data, right? Um, that's how it was originally designed. But as I was saying a few months ago, they changed that. Uh, and now the, the um, like, I'll say it, um, like the information, it's like uh, variable size, so it's not fixed size anymore. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that instead of like having to pad that with zeros, you can actually add some information into it. Oh, OK. That's where that extra information comes from. Exactly. And they are using that, that space uh, to like add some information about, uh, in this case, like the chat they are having, right? So like the messages you want to like send from source to destination are added in like that uh, padding that it's not with zeros anymore. And so the fork that he made for WhatsApp is literally just taking that information and telling it how to extract um, that information appropriately for a, a messaging protocol. Mm -hmm. So that you could consider yeah, that part the payload. And then, yeah. yeah. OK, cool. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah then, the thing is that. Go um, ahead. Oh, sure. No, go ahead. I, I would think that the, the thing is that what WhatsApp what what is supposed to to aim for, uh, it's, it's, it's a proof of concept at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. So it's trying to prove that you can actually embed this kind of information within, within HCLCs and then use it for whatever you want, right? One of the most straight away or straightforward implementations is actually a messaging, messaging app because what you're like embedding in those packages is actually the message you want to send, right? But you would be able to use this for like content distribution, like streaming or something like that um, if it's like properly built. Yeah, so that's the, what we what we what he's what he's showing is that there's infrastructure here for arbitrary message delivery, incentivized message delivery, mm -hmm. um, and the obvious original use case for that is instant messaging. Uh, what I like about mm -hmm. that, um, what I think is, is novel, is that well, maybe not novel, but interesting and a problem that uh, I know many other uh, implementations like this face is the incentivization problem. Uh, how do you get people to run nodes? And how do you charge for relaying messages? Um, mm -hmm. Otherwise, if if you don't have that, you you have a network built on altruism, which won't work, right? You end up having just basically the company and a few minor people um, running the majority of the infrastructure that routes all the messages, which decreases mm -hmm. a lot of the like, anonymity and security guarantees you're looking for in a private routing uh, network. Yeah. Also, yeah, and that's one of the reasons why this is also a little bit controversial, even though I think um, it has gone like way farther away than I, I thought at the beginning. Because the problem with WhatsApp these days is that you can use it for free, and actually you're using it for free right now. Um, because the way it, it is built is that um, since you cannot uh, charge for routing these days in, in Lightning if you don't um, complete the payment, what they are doing basically is like they send you an HCLC of a secret you don't know, but the information is embedded there anyway, right? So then when you receive that, that information, you can actually see the message and you have to like drop the, the payment because you can actually not redeem it. Um, so on the, at the end of the day, you're getting the message across the network, but none of the, none of, none of the hubs in the middle is getting paid, nor you are, are getting anything, right? So it's, it's like you're doing it for free. Yes, like you're tricking like you're it into it. doing it for free. So what what yeah. is then what is the if you look at like kind of the demo on the website, it, each message has a, an associated um, amount of satoshis. What is that? Mm -hmm. Well, you can actually have it so like you are actually paying something to someone, 
but it, if that if that's the case, um, to my understanding at least, you need to know what secret you're paying to, right? Because the HTLC at the end of the day needs the the secret to be revealed from the the receiver of the payment. So um, you need a side channel to get that information. If they haven't done it in a in a different way, which I think they haven't, you you need like a way of like having of like um, knowing what secret that you have to like pass. Uh, through the through the path to the source of the payment, so they can actually redeem the HLC. Uh, and actually, if you go to like the issues, um, Josh has like uh, acknowledged that that's like the the situation right now. Even though they are trying to like make it so you can pay both the intermediaries on like the the final destination if you want to to do it. And so right now, like I, the way I see this this proof of concept is he's he's saying, hey, here's a network. It could be used for other things. Um, let's try that. And what's nice about that is that if you are into instant messaging and want to build a platform off that, um, you don't have to rely on people running infrastructure for instant messaging, right? People are going to run the infrastructure for running the lightning network, which is just a payments, a payments network. And you're latching mm -hmm. onto that. What I'm curious is if this thing becomes, it ends up becoming, um, larger and people start using the lightning network for a myriad of activities because the network is useful for routing messages. Um, does that does that help or hinder the original application of just routing payments? Well, I guess it depends on like what's the amount of flow you got you got from like both things, right? For from one thing and the other. So if you get like the uh, network overflow overflown by like messages but not payments, and you don't have a proper way of like charging for relaying then basically what you have is a network full of, of spam, right? And they are trying to avoid this these days. Uh, I think one of the really cool things about this proposal is that it has triggered uh, like all the proposal about like how to charge for routing, even though, or even if the payment doesn't go through at the end. So it's like by having to like relay this kind of information, I'm actually doing work. So I'm supposed to like be paid for this. Um, if you decide to like drop the payment at the end of like if the payment doesn't go through, that, that doesn't mean that I haven't done anything uh, or like some things to make it happen, right? So um, what I see is that they are offering this kind of stuff for free right now and it's cool, but like it can be abused. And spamming this kind of networks is one big of a problem, I think. Yeah, that's one of those situations where if if it's useful for something and that use ends up being abused on the original functionality, it will be abused. And so it, it definitely yeah. points to a serious problem that the Lightning Network needs to solve is how do we how do we pay relayers even if the like the final destination of that packet gets dropped or the, there's a problem mm -hmm. with it, right? And yeah. is there are there what kind of current endeavors are, are, are working to get to that? Well, there are some proposals that, uh, as I was saying, were like shared in the mailing list after like WhatsApp was released. Um, and I think it was Rusty, the one that started and said that he was like thinking about how to solve this problem for like four years so far. And um, I mean, there's like some proposals, but like none of them yeah. is like the holy grail of the proposals, right? I think like um, Rose, we've also have like some ideas of how to solve it, but like, um, it's it's a it's a pretty uh, different uh, problem to solve, I think, because there are, there are like many things involved here. Imagine that you now start like charging by uh, routing or, or for routing, right? But you still have the problem in lining where sometimes your payments fail fail a lot. So you may have to try like I don't know 
15 routes until you like actually find uh, the proper route to perform a payment. If you have to pay for every single of those routes, I mean, depending on like what you want to to pay at the end, all those like failed routes may may add up, and like you may end up paying more for like the failed things than for the payment you want to pay at the end of the day, right? Yeah, but that could be. I think that could be solved by setting a max number of hops you're willing to you're willing to send a message through. Uh, yeah, from locally, right? And then that can be all disguided um, within the handshake of the nodes you're connected to of that type of thing. Um, and and yeah, then also, that also um, incentivize. I mean, if you don't do it properly, it incentivizes you as a as a sender of the payment to try to find the shortest paths uh, all the time because those may be the ones with like less. I mean, for every single hop you add, it's more li- more likely for the payment to fail, right? Mm-hmm. But if you always use use the um, short uh, paths, then actually your anonymity set is way shorter. So like you should like have some trade-offs in, in when you're like cho- choosing paths and not only try to like find the smaller ones because those smaller ones uh, tend to always pass through like the big hubs and so on. So like those people can actually like get way more information, like try to like correlate this information to, um, may- I mean, maybe not like being able to like straight, uh, the de- anonymize the payment straight away, but like adding up the, this information may give them like more knowledge that, that they should have. Well, absolutely. But um, what I'm saying is that that should be a local configuration because the way I understand it, um, routing like Lightning Network is routing agnostic. That can be mixed or matched based mm-hmm. on what the person, um, how the person wants to optimize their personal routing. And if they don't care about that type of thing, then they could be willing to go through just either like um, minimum payment, maximum hops, you know, maximum like you know minimum hops, and don't care about the payment. You know things like that could all be set up locally. Um, based on whatever the use case is for a given person, mm-hmm. it's just. Yeah, I find, I agree with it. I, I, is there? From I haven't checked in on the on the Lightning Network much in terms of the routing algorithms. Um, I remember there was basically one. Have they improved it or adding added options on how you find a path through the network to get to wherever you're trying to go? Well, routing, it's uh, source routing in all the implementations, but like pathfinding, I think it's different in, in some of them. So uh, I think like C-Lining and LND used a modified uh, Dijkstra algorithm. And I, if I'm not mistaken, um, Eclair uses A-star, but mm-hmm. I mean, don't quote me on that because yeah. I'm, not, I'm not completely sure about it. Um, but yeah, again, like pathfinding, it's up to you. Um, but like routing is so it's it's short routing, right? So like you're the one who has to like build the path once you have pa- found that path in the way you want to it to find it. I see. Uh, I'm also curious about um, required infrastructure for running something like this. Um, you still have to run a full Bitcoin node with Lightning on top of it in order to participate um, mm-hmm. in Lightning. Is that correct? Or you or you delegate that to someone else and connect to them? Yes. Uh, well, they are trying to like get rid of that with like the whole Neutrino thing, at least uh, in LND. But I think like not all the community agrees that that's a good idea. Um, I feel like if you're running something like that, in my personal opinion at least is that you should be running your own node and not trusting this to to anyone else. Um, and at the end of the day, uh, I mean, it's like depending on like the the amount of of, of channels and so on you have, um, not being in charge of like what's going on in the network, like if like there's a channel closing or like missing some some kind of information, 
uh, may be game over for you, right? Like, imagine that you like miss uh, a dispute in the in the network and you never mm-hmm. like reply to that. And you close the channel and you miss it. Um, that's something that that you would definitely don't want to have if you're like a big hub. So my guess is like big hubs are definitely running uh, their own implementation. Oh, sorry, their own implementation. Um, big hubs are basically running uh, a full node uh, underneath. Uh, but there's proposals to not have to do that. Yeah, I'm just thinking about what limitations that set on um, potential users of of services like this. For instant messaging, um, it should not be this heavy, right? Yeah, definitely. But it's a, it's a proof of concept, right? Like but like 200 gigs of data in your yeah, data. You don't, you don't need to do that to send someone a couple <laughs> of messages, right? Unless unless those messages yeah, exactly. are incredibly important. Um, <laughs> but even so, like that's still quite a bit of infrastructure required to do something like that. And so. Like I'm, I'm interested in um, what proposals or like if, if there's either like fundamental limitations on how lightweight a client you can have to participate in something like this and what trade-offs there are. Well, to participate, actually, I don't think you need to run the full node, right? I mean, you need the infrastructure. You need it to be there because mm-hmm. you need like the payments to be routed and like the messages to be routed and so on and so forth. But in theory, you should be able to run this uh, through like a a light client, like a mobile client or something like that with no problem. Um, You're just delegating that trust to a fold on somewhere else. Exactly. Or like, well, I mean, it depends, right? You may be running your node in your ho- at your home and then like doing this messaging through your phone and you don't need to like have all that heavy load in your phone. Like, and I, I mean, in terms of data. Um, but yeah, I mean, you should be able to do this with Eclair, for example, in Eclair. Uh, well, in Eclair, you actually have a full node, but it's different. Yeah. I'm not completely sure about it, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, just like, where, 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 where can you see this going? Like, and, and like reasonably, if this, um, if, you were, if you want to expand the use cases of Lightning Network outside of just payment channels, mm-hmm. um, by taking advantage of this kind of extra data feature and well, using that payload for various could, things, what what could that possibly go to uh, based on like infrastructure limitations? Because people like it's hard to get people to run nodes. If those nodes yeah. happen to make them money, sure. But as things currently stand, there's not a lot of nodes you can run these days that actually are profitable. It's mostly just yeah, that, just enough true. to make the thing useful. Yeah, but I think that is the case, or that has always been the case with peer-to-peer networks, right? Mm-hmm. Um, imagine like um, torrenting uh, nodes with like uh, uTorrent or something like that. I mean, people were running those and like um, getting you were getting seeds of like whatever content you were uh, looking for for free at the end of the day. I yeah, mean, but they were all, like it's all based on altruism. Like I think we've yeah. yeah. That's it kind is. of the goal of what we're doing in a lot of ways. And, and the advent mm-hmm. of this technology is to find a, a way to make incentivized peer-to-peer networks where like the like the, the people who are providing content, providing services to, to deliver that content, so on and so forth, are paid um, commensurate with the amount of work that they do based on sure. the digital scarcity within that network, whether it be Bitcoin, Ethereum, whatever. Sure. I'm not sure we are doing that uh, good of a job, honestly, in like pricing this properly. Because as, as you were saying, like how many people are running this and like getting some actual profit a profit out of it? I mean, I may be wrong here, but I don't think there's that many, especially after like seeing like some of the charge by Ellen Big and so on about like how many payments they actually um, route over like the time that they have been running this, right? 
Um, so uh, regarding your original question, I, see, I, I think you can actually do like content distribution or something like this on top of Lightning. I don't know if that's like the application we want to like end up having or not, but like these kind of modifications allow like sending a, any kind of data like through um, through HCLCs, right? The, the problem I can see with this is like pricing it properly, as, as I was saying, in the same way, like how would you praise this properly for a messaging app? So like we are used to like free quote unquote uh, messaging messaging apps these days, right? You pay for your internet internet connection, but that's all you pay for. So like if you are gonna use like WhatsApp or something similar and you have to pay for it, I think you may need like it to be like really really. I mean, you may require the privacy benefits it's giving to you, um, and you may like strongly need those, right? Because otherwise you are gonna use like any other kind of yeah. like free. Um, solution that gives you similar guarantees. Oh, absolutely. Uh, things that we played around with in terms of um, how to incentivize this stuff is like is having some type of node that makes money passively by routing messages, which then feeds mm -hmm. your ability to actually use the service. So, yeah, um, like by having a node running for a little bit of time, you're generating the revenue required to use the service, which then makes it seem free. Uh, mm -hmm. But you have you have a good amount of uh, I guess. Uh, value flowing appropriately throughout the network. That's hard to do. I mean, no one's done that, right? Um, mm -hmm. and yeah, that's what I meant. That I think it's, I mean, the idea is like really cool. And the, the idea of like being able to like sustain your own server by like running this kind of stuff, right? But I don't know to what extent we're, we're like actually pricing these properly, as I was saying. And to me, it seems like lining these days is more an altruistic thing than, uh, I mean, running routing nodes, I mean. It seems more like an altruistic thing that's something you get a, an actual revenue out of. And again, I would love to like hear people saying like, no, that's actually not true. And I've made like quite a lot of money out of it. Uh, I mean, I, I would love to be wrong here, but I'm not sure to what extent I am. See, I see, I see it more of a outside of the altruistic notes, the people who are just doing it as, as enthusiasts. There's a business case to running um, a lightning note, right? Because if you want to receive payments for your business, it's useful to be running running a full node to receive those payments. Yes. So you have an address for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, if that's the main actual like motivator to running something, then the messaging layer on top of it could be used for some type of business to business communication. Like, because mm -hmm. like the way that I guess uh, I guess the alternative to this uh, would be how Whisper works. Whisper is the, the original messaging um, protocol that was a part of uh, the Ethereum ecosystem, which is basically a gossip network that utilizes the same peer-to-peer -peer network of Ethereum nodes. And it was meant so that, so that applications built on Ethereum can talk to each other by sending messages. This is a very similar situation. It's just, it feels as though um, the routing is much more optimized than just a pure gossip uh, or, or even flood uh, protocol, right? It also makes me think. Uh, I wish I just this just like popped into my mind, and I was like thinking, I don't know to what extent it, it will be possible or not. But like, since you have to like fat this information anyway, right? You have to like fill um, those packets with like zeros anyway in order to like not leak how many hops you have in there. Um, what actually seems a good idea is like to use that to like send any other kind of data, right? So like if you can use it to like share whatever other content because you you, you can you can feel it uh, in, in inside the inside the packet 
And then by like paying someone, you actually are able to like also send these like metadata of like whatever you are um, doing. I mean, my point here is like you're not paying him to send him the data. You're sending him the data because you're paying him, right? So if you flip it the other way around, maybe you can like use that like wasted bandwidth to like share something else with him. Give me an example. I don't know if this makes sense or not, but like. Yeah, do you have an example? Uh, so, I mean, I can give you an example with within, pay, uh, within payment, but like my, my idea is like going uh, further away with it. But yeah, let's sure. say I want to pay you and then I want to like add, um, I don't know, like a picture to the, to the payment, right? So like I pay you and then you also, I pay you because I have to pay you, right? But then I'm including a receipt within the, the payment and that receipt is within the data I'm sending to you, right? So you can actually like um, get that information with the payment itself. It's like a rich text formats for payments. Exactly, exactly. But then now imagine that instead of that, I can like share pictures with you and at the same time I'm paying you. I mean, I, I don't know why you would like to do something like that. But what, I, what I'm trying to say here is that since you're sending that information anyway, padded with zeros, maybe there's an application that you can find where you actually can send valuable information with it, right? Yeah. I find it interesting because I just, I, I like, I, I've, I'm fascinated with kind of uh, networks, how they write, how they route messages and then, mm-hmm. and how like, and then what you can gather from the messages by watching the network and things like Lightning Network and Whisper and Tor and things like this uh, do a good job of obfuscating a lot of the metadata you can pull just by being a passive listener in the network or even an even active participant. Um, but it still doesn't quite work in this at, at the scale it needs to to send off to regular people. Or like what I'm interested in is like if Lightning took off Mm-hmm. Um, it and then it had this beautifully useful network of passing incentivized messages to people. Then you could use it for a lot of other things, um, but that traffic is intermixed with the actual like other different functions, right? And so it's it, mm-hmm. that that increases the potential anonymity set of anybody who's watching the network to look for messages because it's mixed with other different uses such as just regular payments messages so on and so forth that are all you can't you can't see them and so it ends up being a much more useful network for the people who are trying to route um potentially private information than just the network that's dedicated only to routing messages for communication or payments yeah yeah that that would be really nice because if you cannot distinguish between like someone sending sending you data or someone sending sending you payments um then like actually analyzing the traffic of the network will be like way more complicated. I mean, you know that things are maybe go, going in some direction or, or in the other, right? But you don't know like what's the purpose of that. And as I was as, as you were saying, like that um, increases the anonymity set in this case, or or at least like obfuscate like what's going on in the network, which is not bad. And furthermore, like Lightning Network is agnostic to the, the coin. As long as the coin can do or the network can do various specific things, then it can participate within the Lightning Network. Mm-hmm. Um, so that then further adds a lot of the functionality that you can do by passing messages within it. Yeah, but that also means that you can, I mean, imagine that you um, change what what we were talking about in, in the Bitcoin Lightning Network, at least, to make, uh, you have to be like pay for the route, right? And there's like some implementation that uh, decides not to do it. 
since this is supposed to be like implementation agnostic or like coin agnostic as long as is a UTXO based uh, currency and has like the proper scripts to like build this. Uh, you could you would always like swap uh, this like messaging up to whatever currency doesn't decide to like uh, make the patches, right? Yeah. I don't. I'm sorry. I don't. I don't quite get that. Keep going with that. So like the idea is like if you if it doesn't matter what currency you're using underneath as long as you can run the Lightning Network in any UTXO based. Um, like currency, let's say like you can do it in Bitcoin, but you could also be able to do it in in Litecoin or like other like Bitcoin forks, right? So let's say that now like we decide to like patch this um, in one currency, but we don't do it in another. Like we we say, okay, now in like the Bitcoin Lightning Network, we're going to charge for like the routing, right? Yeah. But um, in some currency, they decide to like run the Lightning Network without, without it. Without like this kind of patch or this kind of like um, oh yeah improvement, let's say right. So then you would be able to like use use that kind of like messaging up in that in that currency, right? So it would be like more worth for you to like use it in a currency that doesn't charge you anything than in a currency that is actually charging you something. It depends on um, the use of that currency that doesn't charge it. Say for instance. Uh... Lightning, Lightning, we'll just use Bitcoin and Litecoin because that's the obvious two for Lightning Network currently. Mm-hmm. Um, Bitcoin says, you know what, we're going to charge for this. Uh, and those who would like to continue using the service say, and, and Lightning, Lightning Litecoin says, no, they're not going to charge for it. So if you'd like to use the free service, you then relegate um, all of your messages to go through anything that's, I guess, Litecoin related Lightning Network messages, which that could drastically decrease your traffic on the network. Would it not, or is it, or is that, or is that something that can't be seen by looking at traffic on the network? Mm. I mean, I feel, I, I feel like it will work anyway, right? Because you're, I mean, the, the assumptions are, are exactly the same. You're like uh, unrouting this in the same way. You're encrypting it in, in every single layer. So, like the fact that you change this to be paid for it, I mean, to be, to have to like pay for it or not, doesn't shouldn't have to ch- like change anything in that sense. So the, I mean, the middle point, still wouldn't know the difference. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be like that. Yeah, oh, that's nice then. But then I mean, you're like you like running the currency shouldn't like try to do something like that because then you're like asking for people to spam you, right? So I, I guess like it's a trade-off between like having users and then like having malicious users who are, who are gonna like spam you because they can like use your messaging app or whatever you're like building on top of this. Um, piggybacking information on top of HCLCs uh, in your currency for, right? So it's like, the ch- it feels like the cheaper one here may get more users, but then also more malicious users who are going to try to like... Use it to spam the network. Yeah, expand the network. So I, I, I feel like it's a trade-off here. Oh, it's always a trade-off. <laughs> yeah, that's always a trade-off. Yeah, that's fair. I feel like that's just the one thing that I've learned in being in the space for so long is there's so many ridiculous trade-offs. Like, so, so where do you go from here? Like, what is... Like, do you see this becoming useful? Is it something that people are going to try and push forward, or, or are these problems that we're that we're showing uh, attaching arbitrary data and building applications based on that arbitrary data to Lightning Network um, not be useful because it, it opens up a vector for spam until you at least until you figure out like an appropriate incentivization scheme for the nodes that are just relaying information? I think it's definitely useful, even if it's just for like 
pushing things forward in this sense. Like, how do we actually make sense, make sure that like no one is abusing the network and so on and so forth? How can we charge per routing instead of like charging per uh, payment being uh, completed? Right. So like all these questions now that were, I mean, that people were like trying to figure out uh, anyway are like more important because like there's an application that can be used for this kind of stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And if you, can, uh, if you can build one, you can build a content um, distribution one or like something different using the same uh, the same principles. So like something that was like, okay, at some point we have to fix uh, or like take care of how to like share uh, for this because like at some point this is gonna become an issue. Now it's like, oh, this it's actually an issue has, now. <laughs> or it's, it's an issue, yeah, exactly. Um, and again, I mean, if we want Lightning to be something used for more than payment or like to have something on top of it that can be used for more than, more than payment, this is definitely the way to go, right? So I think like there's no question uh, uh, whether like this is useful or not. I think this is definitely useful. But how are we going to use it at the end? I'm not that sure. Well, that's just got to be people making it and using it. Um, hmm. once, like, it's one of those situations I think Andreas... Uh, verbalize this the most gracefully that I've heard. And that is um, like it's scaling gracefully, or the concept of scaling gracefully. Like there's at, at any point, um, the capacity of a network will be used. Um, mm -hmm. And what you do is you figure out how it's being used and expand whatever that current bottleneck is to increase the capacity of a network. And then once that increases, there will be new use cases that open up to then uh, fill that gap. But once again, yeah. that gap will be filled until you find whatever that current bottleneck is, fix that, so on and so forth. And that's the that's how uh, the internet scaled out to its current um, capacity right now mm. in a lot of ways. So that's the concept of failing, network. like failing gracefully or scaling gracefully. It, it serves the purpose. And when you expand it, you open up new purposes and it serves those purposes. And then you keep you keep iterating on this over and over and over again. And so by increasing the utility of the Lightning Network, which I think is a wonderful idea because single purpose networks are, are uh, not as useful as multi-purpose networks in a lot of ways. Like it's better to have something that serves a lot of different use cases than one that just serves one. Uh, you open up the door to what problems you need to solve based on who finds the network useful. Mm -hmm. Like you just said, right? The fact that people are trying to do this forces you to look at um, the problem of incentivizing the people in the middle if the payment fails. Mm -hmm. So that yeah. way you can't spam the network. It's, it's, it's more costly to spam the network. And if that's the case, then it's not really spam. Yeah. Yeah, I've also um, like seen some people like trying to push it a little bit forward and like try to do, I don't know, like chat rooms based on this. Or like even think about like having Twitter or something like that based on like um, this kind of uh, of approach. Well, right? That's appropriate because it was Jack's recent tweet. Exactly, that's basically what I wanted to say, right? I actually was reading about this today, and then I saw uh, Jack like tweeting about um, him wanted to like have something like decentralized Twitter, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was like that makes a lot of sense. I mean, if we can actually put together all the pieces that uh, may make that work, that would be amazing. Having something like Twitter, but decentralized. Um, it's also a little bit, I don't know, like a shady or like a muddy area too, right? I think, was it Mastodon, uh, the social network that tried to do something like that? And then it was like super controversial because then, I mean, I'm like completely against censorship, right? But then when you have a 
social network that is like not uh, managed by anyone whatsoever, um, like shit starts to spread and like mm, people start getting caras and this kind of stuff, which is definitely not ideal. So yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't know if it was Mastodon. I think Mastodon had a story. There's a recent one with um, terrorists using it uh, quite a bit that was brought open based on that was a different um, platform out of China, I believe. But yeah, that's one of those situations where like if you it's but what do you do about that? If you create a tool that provides people privacy and security, then people will use it for various reasons. Like humans are going to be yeah. humans. Sure. Do we not do sure. it? Like, do we like that's a, no, that's, that's a that's a very broad question of do we not do it because someone may use it? Well, will use it nefariously, but also helps a lot of people do things that they couldn't do that need that type of thing. Yeah, I mean, I I would definitely not say that we shouldn't do it. Like, it's the same as like with any kind of like cryptocurrency, like Bitcoin, uh, for example. Like, shouldn't we have like invented something like that because people can use it for like malicious things? Like, sure. I mean, people are going to use like anything um, in their interests even if those are not aligned with like most of the people that doesn't matter right so like i don't think it's a tool the one that does like the bad thing in this end it's like the person who decides to use it in, in the way they want to so i don't think we should like stop progress just because like people can use it in a way we are not um envisioning it um but i think that applies to like most of the tech these days and like to most of the things actually these days yeah that's more about in my in my opinion you should build the tool um to be the best it can be, um, if that's privacy and security decentralization, then it, uh, it it moves towards the trend of being impossible to find out these things, and it's not up to the it's not up to the creator of the tool to be able to tell someone else what's going on because they they literally don't have that opportunity to do so. Zero mm -hmm. knowledge proofs, further decentralization of power, stuff like that helps with that type of thing, um, but at the offset of that, like. It forces you to think about what are the things around the tool that you can now gather and start to look at as opposed to using the tool itself. Right now, you just grab a phone, hack it, find out everything you want. If you can't do that, you have to start looking for a lot of other things. And that's, yeah. and I, that's where I see a lot of, I guess, that space moving because you're not going to stop the continual innovation of privacy and security in the technology we use. So, but it also feels like a like um, how do you say it? like a cat and mouse game like a perpetual cat and oh, mouse gaming where like it doesn't matter what you do like someone is gonna like find a way of like trying to fuck with it and then you're gonna fix it and then like that's gonna be like like that all the time so yeah that's that's one of the, the, the that's one of the reasons why I don't think that as you were saying we shouldn't um, I mean we should build the things to be the best they can do they, they can be because it doesn't matter what you build, someone is going to try to like use it in a completely different way. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm curious to see how this runs out. Like, I, I this the uh, this was a different implementation of a problem that we look at at Status nonstop, uh, right? Mm -hmm. and, and a lot of other people are trying to solve similar issues. It's one, like I'd say, the whole space is trying to solve a similar issue. How do we get people to run nodes in a peer-to-peer -peer network? Yeah, that's not based on altruism. Uh, so far, it seems as though it's a business case. So people who build businesses on top of the technology end up needing to use a node because they need access to that information without trusting someone else. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, you're just an enthusiast or altruist in a lot of ways. 
or you're a miner, which is also a business case in a lot of ways, or it is a business case. Um, and in, until we fix that problem, I think, or you just, is that, is that, is, is that good enough? Is is a business case for running a node that isn't incentivized good enough for running peer to peer networks? Or do you need to have something that's incentivized that expands the set of people who actually use it? I think there's also side effects that like may come with a cost, but it may be worth it. Right. So like the, fa the fact that you're like financially, um, like financially free in this sense, like imagine that like all, all the business you do, you do it uh, through the landing network, right? Maybe you're not like breaking even in terms of like running your service on like, uh, having to pay for it or like the, the fees you get by running your service, but you're gaining financial freedom in, in, in that sense. So like, you don't have to like have any bank, you can like do whatever you want with your money. So if that at the end of the day makes you break even, it should be enough. Or so even here, allows you to do it for that matter. Let's say it again. Or if it even allows you to do it in the first place. Some people don't oh, have yeah, access exactly. to these things sure. and they don't have a choice. Yeah. 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 But I think that, that that we should definitely like factor in that because in, in other cases, like um for other peer-to-peer uh, -peer networks, if it's content distribution, it's like, okay, I mean, I want like whatever I'm like sharing with people, uh, but, but yeah, actually, I'm, uh, am I only gonna like leech for other people? I'm actually gonna like share why I'm sharing, right? Do I actually like want this to succeed or not? But in this case, it's like, oh, we're talking about finance now. So like, maybe like my country has like complete collapse and that's like the only way I can actually, yeah, transact with, um, with the rest of the world and like buy and like sell whatever I'm, I'm trying to do business on. Right. Um, so I definitely think that, uh, th that should like be factoring within the cost of like running this kind of services. Yeah. We talked about, um, one of the, I guess a, a problem within the Linux network and most or any other network within the space, which is incentivizing people to run nodes or run, run nodes, um, that just relay messages. We're talking about Lightning Network in this instance. What other, I guess, problems is the implementation and growth of the Lightning Network facing as it stands today? Uh, the, that's, that's a great question. Um, well, I feel like one of the main, I, I don't know if it's like a problem or not, but like UX, well, the UX is definitely a problem. Uh, that that I have to say to say, uh, but I think it is because we are used to like a completely different thing. We are used to like paying things instantly. Um, we're used to like when we want to like pay for something that shouldn't fail because like why the payment is going to fail if we have connection, right? Um, but I also feel like mm, adoption is like one of the main issues, and it, that's not like a a Lightning Network specific thing. Like that's like a Bitcoin, Bitcoin thing or like whatever cryptocurrency you want to talk about. Like how do we put that out uh, into the world? So like your mom or, or, or like your aunt, like whoever like it, that is not in the space uses this instead of like whatever payment system they are using. I think that's like the biggest um, challenge that these kind of network, networks are, are, are facing. Yeah, I think both of those things you just said are, are ubiquitous across all of this technology. And I've, I've talked a lot about that. Um, and one of the other podcasts we do, the Bitcoin podcast in terms of, I guess it's, it's a, it's a social change because mm -hmm. the way we built the internet 
and the way things work and the way you build applications on top of the internet um, usually is a trade-off between convenience and security or like yes. it's, a, it's an offloading of your responsibility to something else. So you don't have, no longer have to worry about it. And that's how we've trained ourselves as, as a society to think about the technology we use because that's all we've ever had. Uh, yeah. the, uh, like all the things that we're building within the blockchain ecosystem turn that on its head and say, no, 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 you're responsible for these things. And because people mm -hmm. don't have the skill set or requisite intuition to think about how to be responsible for this stuff, how to handle like digital digital secrets, um, what it means to like lose things, back things up, so on and so yeah. forth, because they've always had the ability to offload that responsibility to someone else. It's it's always going to be an uphill battle because it's necessarily more it's necessarily different UX, which gets mm -hmm. seen as more inconvenient to those who who don't understand that. Yeah. Also, I mean, we are like building the protocol these days and we are caring about like the UX when we are like actually designing. I mean, the protocol is, is not there yet, right? Um, Bitcoin is not like, it feels like being ever growing. Now we are like talking about like music and like snore signatures and also like taproot and things like that, right? And with the Lightning Network, it's like, uh, it's based on invoices these days, but we also want to like be able to like send money without an invoice or like use multi-path pay uh, payments and things like that. Um, and then we have to like think about like the UX on top of this, like how the, the user is going to interact with that, uh, like the, the, the end user. But then these days when you like interact with Visa, you don't actually care about like how, how this works. It's like for you, you use it, it works. Uh, what's happening in the middle is like, you shouldn't care. Well, I mean, maybe you should care depending on like how techy you are, right? But the normal user doesn't give a damn about like how that works. It works. Yeah, but that's because so there's, there's multiple layers within, um, like traditional finance stack. Uh, the problem that I see with that is that I'm not able to pick which part of that stack I want to operate in. Mm -hmm. uh, and with, with, with Bitcoin, you can. If I don't want to use a Lightning Network, I'll use Bitcoin. If I don't want to yeah. use whatever gets built on top of the Lightning Network, I'll use Lightning Network. I can choose based on my own preference where I'd like to operate based on um, how I want this financial transaction to go. And that's that's my opinion. My opinion. That's the key innovation of all of this is the fact that I have options on how I'd like to conduct myself. Yeah, yeah. But there's, as we were saying with traders before, right? There's like yeah. a lot of traders with yeah. those options because, like, um, I mean, there's no like recovery button as we you, you you were like mentioning before. If you lose your keys, you're you're done here, right? So like, my my dad loses his password, his email password, like I don't know, twice a month, like three times a month. It's like. What is he gonna do if he loses his keys? It's my like everything is my, my co-host on the Bitcoin podcast, D, says uh, someone in his family's security mechanism for password, like like password maintenance, is to not remember their password whatsoever, because they can always <laughs> click "forgot my password." <laughs> so they just type so shit. Just they just type shit and then and then recover it later. <laughs> I mean, you see, but that's that's also bad UX at the end oh, of the day, right? Awful, but. <laughs> Yeah, I, so this goes like in the same direction you were uh, you're like saying that it's like it's like social or like generational thing. I feel like we will get there when people are used like using this since like their childhood or like or like are born into like a world that has like all this innovation going on, right? Yeah, they're Which, not influenced honestly, or, or conditioned to 
feel the same way we do about the internet and the technology yeah. they use. Yeah. yeah, and like maybe like look back like 10 years and say, oh, that was like awful in terms of UX, but now it works like a charm, right? Yeah. So, well, that's how yeah, I definitely think that's going to happen at some point. But again, we are trying to like solve the end goal and like design the protocol at the same time. And I think, I mean, I don't think like other protocols have like had to like deal with that like in the short term and like with all the pressure of like, oh yeah, it's not working. Of course it's not working perfectly. I mean, it's like what, 11 years old. Like think we're about building it. <laughs> yeah, we're it's, figuring out how to make it. Of course it doesn't work perfectly. Exactly. exactly. The fact that it has survived so far means that it's actually working. You know, like we are not like creating something that's like easy busy to create. We're trying to like set a different standard with like a completely different set of trade-offs that uh, brings you like financial freedom. And that's something that, I mean, it's going to take time. I agree. That's a great way to wrap this up. Um, Sergi, is there anything else you'd like to say um, that I didn't ask you or something you want to pitch? No, it's that's, well, I mean, I would say like that we are also like building watch hours for the Lightning Network and it's like another, well, actually I should have like said that when you asked me like one, what, what's one of the challenges that the Lightning Network is uh, like facing these days. There are like a lot of things that needs to be built, right? And we are trying... Uh, to standardize watch hours and like to help the rest of the community that also is like, well, or some part of the community that it's also trying to build this. Um, so we recently like proposed uh, a vault for watch hours. So if you're a techie and you would like to like give your um, like opinion on that or like any kind of advice or whatever, feel free, go to the mailing list and like interact with us. We're like super bullish about this. Awesome. Where do they go? Where do they go to find that? the lining mailing list so okay. yeah i can put it's that in the description notes. there's no um final name yet uh, and yeah that's basically it. that's thanking you for like inviting me basically. yeah thanks for having a fun conversation no problem <laughs>